Hello and welcome to the Sports Comedy Show. I'm Paul Salerno, the creator and host of the show. Today is Monday, April 12th. This is another edition of Talk Radio. And that's right, you guessed it. This is our first episode of baseball at the ball game. We haven't talked baseball since the Dodgers won the World Series last year, but that was last year. We have a new year, a new season. 2021 is underway. So we're about 10 games into the season. I'm going to look at the American League West today and break it down. And I decided just to go one division at a time instead of trying to cover the whole board and touch on it. Um, there's a lot of excitement out there. I figured let's start with one division. So now it's Paul on Talk Radio. Okay, thank you. Well, this is exciting because we have to move on. Basketball is behind us with the March Madness. So now we've um, turned the page and we're going to turn it right into baseball. Now, do keep in mind that the NBA is going. My last show was dedicated to the NBA. But now it's baseball. Okay. Before we talk about baseball... Got a few things I want to mention that are kind of cool. Got notification just the other day. Turns out that we passed the 75 episode mark on the Buzzsprout Network. I want to thank the Buzzsprout Network. And I want to thank you guys for listening and giving me the momentum and desire to keep doing this. A little quick footnote about podcasting when you get this deep into it. A lot of podcasters do it a couple times. They they have fun with it or whatever, but usually after five or ten podcasts, they kind of throw it by the wayside. They did it. They moved on, but not the sports comedy show. We're going to keep going and going like that Energizer Bunny. We're not going to stop because the sports comedy show is here to grow its community. We're going to bring... Um, comedy and laughter to mainstream sports and make it more fun. That's why I'm doing this. 75 episodes in. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see that. Uh, I can't wait for the next 75 episodes more. Maybe I'll have a gray beard and be an old man. Nah. We're just going to keep pumping out shows and having fun. So, very excited to see that. And uh, the next thing, while we're on that, is the show... Uh, you know, we I just passed the year mark. I started this um, last year. It was around this time last year when the uh, pandem- pandemic broke. And uh, that's when I really got into this and, and started it. So I've been going at this for about a year, for a little over a year now. So it's been very exciting. So the big news is the sports comedy show is now turned itself to um, into a business. The paperwork has been signed and we are now... A, the Sports Comedy Show LLC. We are registered as an LLC in the state of Nevada. So hopefully that will lead to bigger things on the business front of the Sports Comedy Show. I, I just think that's kind of exciting. And um, again, w- without, you know, any, uh, without the fans or without 
anything that's been pushing this, uh, this wouldn't have happened. So it's been you guys who's been the one pushing me to do all this. So I want to appreciate, I appreciate that. And I'm glad that you're still listening to the show. The next thing, and I think this has been a big key area of success, has been the website. As you know, the website is the official home of the Sports Comedy Show. The website is thesportscomedyshow.net. Hopefully you've all been there. If not, please go. The video clips have become a big thing. As you can see, if you've seen them, you see that I do video clips um, a a couple times a week or whenever there's a big story. And the video clip page has really taken off. I'm having fun with it. Keep an eye on it. Um, the future of the show could turn itself towards um, video, video, or or being able to do live feeds or other type of video feeds. I think it's going to become a bigger part of the show. I love doing the podcast, but uh, as far as the success, especially if we're going to be able to connect with other organizations um, on the major leagues level, like NBA, baseball, basketball, uh, whatever, um, it's going to be done through video. So hopefully that'll be the beginning of something bigger to come in the video world. Also on the website, I started up a news page. The news page is kind of cool because, you know, for those who say, what is the sports comedy show? Well, if you go to the news page, it keeps you up to date with, with what we're doing. And uh, that, that keeps people um, current, and I keep uh, I update it at least once a month or as I get um, stories. So keep an eye on the news page. And last but not least, on the website, I did start up a, uh, the, well, I restarted the baseball page for this year, or put a new baseball page because last year's um, baseball season is over. So I'm updating that, and we even got a story there that we're going to start with with baseball uh, before I get into the American League West. Um, And so keep an eye on that. Plus, I started up an NHL page. So um, I will be turning a podcast here within the next week or two to hockey because hockey is starting to heat up as well, and they're, they're getting ready to go down to the stretch drive to the playoffs. Okay, so as I said, 75 episodes... What I forgot to do when I said we were going to do 75 episodes, when I was going to announce that, was let's give everybody a big round of applause. 75 episodes. Thank you, thank you. No, no, I want to thank you. And especially for the loyal fans that have been around from day one and listened to 75 episodes of the show. That's kind of cool. So very excited about that. All right. So let's move on. The first big story in baseball came out of San Diego's Petco Park the other night. And uh, it's true, we've had our first no-hitter, Joe Musgrove of the San Diego Padres. They just acquired him too, by the way. Um, And he throws the first no-hitter. He did it, um, where was he last year? Was he on Texas last year? He uh, became a, uh, a big acquisition. Yes, they, he actually was a part of a three-team trade. He didn't come from, um, from Texas. He came from the, uh, the Pirates. So uh, a big move for the Padres because they wanted to bolster their pitching staff because they've got some good offense with uh, Tadis and Machado. So they went and got Joe Musgrove. And what does he do? His first time in Petco Park. He pitches a no-hitter. 
How incredible is that? I guess if anybody really deserves a big round of applause, it would be Joe Musgrove. Yes, Joe, you deserve it. You pitched a no-hitter. Turns out it was almost a perfect game. He uh, did not walk anybody. They're, uh, the only way they got on base was, um, I think he hit a batter. Um, and other than that, it would have been a perfect game. So, an incredible accomplishment. I did do a video clip out there on it. Plus, there was a second part of that story that I found interesting that they kind of kept on the down low. The catcher who caught the game was Victor Carantini. Now, apparently, it turns out that Victor Carantini is no stranger when it comes to catching no-hitters. Yes, it's true. He caught the last no-hitter thrown in the major leagues when he was on the Chicago Cubs just a couple years ago. So he is now, he's in the record books as the first catcher to catch um, a no-hitter from two different pitchers on two different teams. Congratulations to Victor Carantini. He uh, bared down Joe Musgrove, and uh, together they did some great work. They did a day of perfection in San Diego. Big, big news for them. Big news for the Padres because their pitching is coming through. Uh, they're going to need it because they're in a tough division with the Dodgers. So good luck to them. And I thought that was a story worth mentioning. Now, as I said, we're going to go ahead and start looking at baseball. So let's put on a little baseball music. Why is it when you go out to the ballpark, you got that organ playing? There's probably some old lady who's 180 years old up there just playing organ music. But it's so enjoyable and so fun. And it's like, I got to get me a dog. I got to get me a beer. And I got to sit way up in left field, you know, where it's going to get rowdy later. This way I can't see what's going on down there. But that's baseball. That's what baseball's all about. So let's look at baseball. And as I said, we're going to look at the American League West. I'm going to start with them. Again, I didn't want to do all the baseballs instead of just touching on everybody. American League West, you got five teams. As it turns out, each uh, conference has five teams. So um, I guess that's 15 teams total in the AL. But anyway, the five teams in your American League West are... Your Houston Astros, Los Angeles Angels, Seattle Mariners, Texas Rangers, and Oakland A's. Now, the the favorites, or the, the two big teams in the West, are Houston and the Los Angeles Angels. I've, ca I've caught some scouting reports on Seattle. If their pitching comes through, they may be able to contend. Uh, Oakland is off to a tough start so far, as is Texas. Uh, Texas three and six, Oakland three and seven. Um, don't know if they're gonna make it around. It's an awfully long season. The, the The problem is they just don't have the big guns or the offense. But let's take a look who does. I, as I mentioned at the top is your Houston Astros. And so when you think Houston, let's talk Houston Astros. Dean Martin used to talk about Houston because he was in a city that he liked. That's right. Dean used to love Houston. I got the 
turns out the song became bigger when Frank, his buddy, sang it, Frank Sinatra, but it was Dean who sang it because he would always go back to Houston. Thank you, Dean. All right, so if we're going back to Houston, now you got to keep in mind there's Houston Astros. They won the World Series two years ago, but that was two years ago. And a lot's happened to this team since then. A lot of people now call them cheaters. Um, I, I don't. I, I just don't think that story, in my opinion, really holds water. However, they did fess up to trying to still sign, so I guess, you know, th th that would be cause for them to be called cheaters. But they turned the page, they moved on, and last year when everybody was gunning at them and wanted to hit them, they even had a line out of some of these sports books how many uh, hit by pitch would be um, on the Houston Astros. Houston shrugged it off, they moved on. Um, last year, then the pandemic came. It just was not their year, but they're back and they're in first place in the American League West. And the real story in Houston is going to be the lineup. Now, as it turns out, in the offseason, they lost one of their big names, their center fielder, George Springer, who liked to start the games off with home runs, is no longer an Astro. He, uh, he stayed in the American League. I believe he ended up in Toronto. Um, but they, they were not able to sign the big deal with him. So that kind of took a little bit from Houston. But the infield is still, they got the same core infield that they've had for the last couple of years. Because even before they won the World Series, they, I believe, lost the World Series or was in contention. They've been in contention for the last four or five years. And their, their uh, infield is still the same which is Alec Bregman at third, Carlos Correa at short, Jose Altuve at second, and Yuli Gutierrez at first base. They have gone through a couple, a couple different catchers. Back then it was Brian McCann, who I used to love. Now they're going with Castro um, or Maldonado. So it's still the same infield. Defensively, these guys are solid as a rock. Offensively, I just think they're probably the best powerhouse team for the infield in all of baseball. I'm going to even, you know, and I'm looking at the Dodgers on the other side. There's some strong teams because these four guys have very consistent, they're very consistent. And uh, Alec Bregman, he's that little third baseman. He's got that little man syndrome and he's got the ego that goes a mile long, but he knows how to back it up because he hits home runs. He has a good, right now he's batting 310. Um, he knows how to bat and he's a clutch hitter. And that's what I like about all of these guys. They're all clutch hitters. Carlos Correa, last year he did well in the fourth spot. And um, this year he's already batting 333 with a couple of dingers and RBIs. And, uh, and then at first base, Yuli Gurriel, he's been around for a while. Um, but this guy, he, besides not speaking English and the fact that I can never get his name right, um, he's batting 355. So you got the infield. Now, granted, it's only 10 games in, so um, those numbers will probably come down, which is natural. But they're, they're off to what they do. And what they do best is win, and, and they win at home. It's awfully hard to go in to Minute Maid Park and, and win a game. They just something about that park. They've got that train up there. It makes an awful lot of sound. And uh, whenever they're there, they, they come up with big hits. And then 
The last reason why I love this infield, because it's got my favorite player of them all, and he is Mr. Clutch, and in my opinion, he's the best player in baseball, and that is Mr. Jose Altuve. Altuve batting a strong 351, got his first dinger on uh, the opening, uh, the home opener, which is like the third or fourth game of the season. Um, so he's on the board. These guys are looking strong. And and going through the whole year, they're probably going to remain strong in the American League. The other team, though, that's going to give them a run for your money are going to be the Los Angeles Angels. But Houston at home is tough. They're 6-3. and three. Um, They've got a run differential of plus 23. When they win, they win big. Uh, their pitching staff is, is another reason why. When you look at teams and you want to size them up, you got to... I mean, you look at the offense or the big names, but you also got to look at the pitching. And uh, the, one of the things that they're going to need to happen, Justin Verlander's been on the uh, injured reserve list. He's yet to start. Last year he uh, he was on the injured reserve. Uh, he's going to need to come back. And if he does, that's just going to make their pitching staff that much incredible. They still got Lance McCullers, who's been a big name from the World Series team. And uh, they also got um, uh, Zach, Zach Ranke, who's also been a big name for the World Series team. So they've got strong pitching. They've got good closing pitching. The question is if Verlander comes back. If Verlander comes back, Houston is going to be an awfully tough one to deal with. And um, I think before it's all over, we could be singing a little bit of this, just like Dean would do it. See, Dean just loved Houston, much like I do, because he'd always go back to Houston. Okay, thank you, Dean. So that's who I think is going to win your West. It's surely a whole long season, so I'm not going to really get into predictions. I'm just going to kind of give you a preview. But as I mentioned, there's another team that's going to contend with them. It's not going to be all Houston in the AL West. Um, the AL West, believe it or not, I think it's going to be a stronger division than the Central or the East. That's why it started with the AL West. But there is another team in the AL West, and they've started off to a good, good. Um, they're off to a good start, and it's very important that they're off to a good start. Start. Because when they do that, they can usually carry that in, uh, carry that momentum into the middle part of the season. And that is on the West Coast, they're talking in California about a different vibe. Because when you're in California, things are just a little different. That's right. And we're talking about your California Angels. Angels have a hell of a lineup, and they want to give Houston a run for their money. Let's talk about your California Angels. They've got perhaps the most explosive lineup. Everybody thinks Mike Trout is the best baseball player out there, except me. Um, what about Albert Pujols? 
They haven't put him out to pasture, and he is going to be a Hall of Famer. The big story also is their pitching because they've got a pitcher who likes to hit home runs. That's right. You've got to go keep an eye on Otaki. He loves to hit home runs, and he's a pitcher. See, not everybody can be California girls, but something about the Angels, they know how to round them up. Angels are off to a good start this year, and that's important because when they're off to a good start, granted, it's only 10 games in, but they're 6-3, and three, and uh, they're right there with Houston in that first-place run. If they can stay there and not get hammered by injuries, they will be a contender, and that's been their problem over the last couple of years is injuries. You know, they, they've got the, the most interesting story there, and that is Mike Trout. Every I talk to a lot of people, a lot about baseball, and they all think Mike Trout is the best baseball player. Real simple. Uh, I disagree, but I understand why they say that. I mean, his numbers um, are, and, and that's what they're looking at, are the numbers. Um, you know, look at what his numbers right now. Um, he's already batting 413. He's already got three home runs, six RBIs. That's why the Angels are winning. When Mike Trout does well, the Angels do well. Um, the question is, can Mike Trout stay healthy or do well for the whole season? It's a long season, and, and it's okay if he goes down for small injuries. But the key is, when he goes down, is can the team carry on without him until he gets back? And that's where they—that's been their problem over the last couple of years—is when he goes down, they've gone down and not been able to come back. And when that happens. They, they fall back, they go down 10, 15 games, they're done. And by the time Mike Trout comes back, who cares because your team's out of contention. So here's, as I mentioned, I don't think he's the best player in baseball. His numbers may say he's the best player in baseball. But when you're going to talk about the best player in baseball, that one player alone has to have the ability to carry his team into playoff contention. If not the playoffs, it's okay if they don't win the World Series. But if they can't carry their team into the playoffs... I'm sorry, I don't care how big their numbers are, you're not the best player in baseball. That's the way I see it. Whenever I try to debate that with some of these people, they don't see that. Anyway, Mike Trout is going to have to carry this team, and when he goes down for small injuries, hopefully not a big one, the team's going to have to carry on, which means the other names, like Albert Pujols. We're at the back end of that 10-year contract. Um, the Angels are paid dearly. For when they acquired Albert Pujols, um, I don't know, was it seven, six, seven years ago? It might have been seven or eight. I, I lost track. Um, it would sounded good then, and I think once they got into the playoffs, but they didn't. And the problem with the Angels is they have not gotten into the playoffs in the last five or six years, and they haven't even been in contention. And that's just that's just mind boggling to not even be in contention when come. Um, July or August, they're already 20 games out and their season's done. And that's going to be a big obstacle. They can't fall into that trap. And the reason this has happened, one of the reasons is because of Houston. They've been such a dominating team. Nobody else in this division has really stood up. So the Angels are going to have to play to go tooth and nail with Houston. And as long as they don't have these injuries, I think they can. I really do. So I think those are going to be your front runners there in the AL West. 
Let's look at the rest of the ALS because, um, as I mentioned earlier, there are five teams in the ALS, not just two. So the other ones that uh, we got to mention are going to be your Seattle uh, Mariners, your Texas Rangers, your Oakland A's. Seattle, I've caught a lot of scouting reports, and, and they people like them because they say they're pitching. They, they like their, their pitching, and if their pitching can come through, maybe they, they've got a half a chance. Um, as I look at their, excuse me, as I look at their pitching staff here, some of the big big numbers here is uh, Kikuchi. You know, UC Kikuchi's got a big contract. James Paxton. It's going to have to come through big. Ken Giles. Um, I like Giles. He, he used to be on uh, the Astros. So th these are their big names. They're going to have to, their starting pitching is going to have to come through because on offense, as I look across the field, they don't really have a whole lot of offense. Um, granted, they, they, they've got Seager at third base, but um, and they've got Trammell in center field, can do a little bit of damage, but they don't have the big, Offensive names, I don't see much. So their, their pitching is going to have to do it for them, or they're going to have to strike some kind of magical chord. I don't see it this year for them. But uh, you know, it's uh, the season's just started, so we're not going to we're not going to give up hope. Um, Texas can kind of have the same thing. They do got one or two big players in Texas. Um, Joey Joey Gallo is your biggest one. But he doesn't have any other help with him. You know, Galileo's out there in right field. He, he's a, uh, a strong hitter. Let's see, he's already started the year off. Well, he's, not, he's got a home run of four RBIs, but he's only batting 250. Texas is, uh, yeah, is going to have a tough season. They don't even really have much pitching. So I, I just don't see pit, um, Texas coming around. And same with your Oakland A's. Got a lot of young talent on the Oakland A's. They really do, but I don't. None of these guys have flourished yet. They're going to need to. So I, I think it's going to be a two do, uh, two dog race. Houston and California. Those California girls better keep them Angels going because if they fall wayside to injuries, I think your Astros are way too deep with um, the offense and the defense and the pitching and the home park. I like the Astros in the West. Okay, that's been your West Coast American League preview for an incredible year. Hey, guys, what do you say that we made it to the end of the show? What do you say we just give everybody a round of applause? What do you say we give a round for the Buzzsprout? We are on the Buzzsprout. Okay. Guys, I want to thank you for tuning in. This has been our first episode of Major League Baseball. As I say, there will be more. We'll play a little more baseball because we've got other divisions. And then the National League. We'll talk about them at a later date. I want to thank everybody for listening. I'm Paul Salerno, the creator and host of the show. And I'll catch you next time on the Sports Comedy Show. <laughs>